Tree Talking Time is brought to you by Conkeys Outdoors. Get all your hound hunting needs at Conkeys.com. Welcome to Tree Talking Time, where we talk all things tree dogs. From the smallest feists to the largest hounds, drink squirrels to bears and everything in between. And from time to time, we might even run a little fast game. Back let's see, February last year, I know I kind of wrote a article for Southern Hound Hunting about this, but well, I guess it's January last year. We, uh, I have a friend out in Utah that uh, actually I bought a couple of dogs off of him. Okay, uh, one of my best rig dogs, strike dogs, start dogs. Uh, ironically, on a bear come. She was a cat dog out west, and uh, she's done, or she was doing so good, and, you know, I liked her so well. He gave me a call and said, you know, he had another young dog that he was thinking about selling, and said he was really doing a, a pretty good job on the cats, but he said he could really tell that he would turn, would probably be more better to see it as a bear dog than a Mm-hmm. A cat dog, so, yeah. Uh, you know, gave us the offer on him, so I ended up buying him too. Uh, we went out, picked him up, brought him home, and boy, by the time we, we thought we made a major mistake because bringing the dog, he hunts for a living. He's a guide. Yeah. Uh, he hunts six days a week, seven sometimes, and you know, it was the way my wife and I work. We we try to hunt three or four days a week if health, you know, weather, everything permitting. But yeah, you know, Peanut has been hunted. Like I said every day. It was just a big change for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, we finally got him on a few bears and got him kind of wound down enough to where he could really, I guess, pay attention. And uh, man, he really just started quicker I just kind of fell right in with her pack mm-hmm. but uh Hunter messaged us and invited us out to he had a a, uh, a week and he didn't have any clients and invited us out to uh, cat hunt cool so uh, you know Candace and I we're not the type of people to just you better be careful inviting us because we will <laughs> show up you know what I mean that's awesome uh we, uh, he gave us the dates and we, Candace, we worked it up to where we could be off of work. Uh, we took a bell of the dog I bought from because he said, you know, if you think she's a, a good bear dog, you need to see her on some cats, you know. So, mm-hmm. of course, we had to take her and, uh, I want to show him how good Peanut was doing. And so we took him, loaded up, and westbound we had it. Uh, that's we, pretty cool. We ended up well. We made it to to Kansas, almost through Kansas, almost in Colorado. The first night we stopped and got us a hotel room. Uh, the worst part of traveling is getting from home to where you're going, especially <laughs> January. You know. Yeah. And we tried to look ahead, but the weather, but the weather just. You know, I mean, it. that's so far of a drive, you just kind of crapshoot. Yeah. We got there, got, you know, 
got the dog settled for night, went to bed, got up next morning. We had plans getting a good start for the day, getting there early, you know, get everything unpacked so we could hunt with. Well, uh, we went, we checked out his hotel room and we was walking at the door and the, the woman behind the desk, she said, uh, by the way, which, which way are you headed? That's where we're headed west to Utah. She said, well, um, the interstate shut down about 20 minutes up the road. And we're like, really? So, you know, we went out, checked the weather ourselves. It was barely even really snow. We had, they had probably two, maybe three inches there then. And we, you know, here, it's got to be a foot of snow or something. And they still don't shut it down. They just tell you travel at your own risk, really. But yeah. Uh, got her keys back, you know, kind of hung around the hotel. And they, she gave us an app on her phone to track the the interstate mm-hmm. progress. And it just kept shutting down closer, closer, closer. <laughs> and make a long story short, we stayed an extra night in Kansas in a hotel room. <laughs> but we got up the next day, you know, high hopes, but was still a little worried. They finally got it open for us, so we took off and we. We made it to Utah about nine o'clock at night. A day, well, a complete day late. Yeah. And, uh, but we was there, we was ready to hunt, and, you know, everything was fine. But when, uh, we got there, it was actually started snowing at the house where, uh, Hunter lived, and he lives kind of down in the desert, and, you know, that was the big topic for us. He'd actually, Hunter's from, he lives on the Virginia, Maryland line is where he grew up. Mm-hmm. And he went to Virginia Tech, which is about uh, two hours from my house here. So, I mean, we, he's kind of a local boy, I guess, kind of living that's Eastern guy's dreams, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, he, uh, he'd invited a, one of his friends and he brought a buddy with him from, Virginia, which they flew out, but you know we, well we stayed up half the night talking about the weather, how it was snowing, and we started just to go on out, not even go to bed, and just start looking for cat tracks. And Hunter just, you know, kind of calmed us down to listen. There'll be plenty of time to hunt. Get you a couple hours of sleep, and we'll get up and hit it in the morning. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we got up, headed to the mountain, and. It was about, I guess, 20-minute drive from the house to where we started on the, the old mountain road, took up through there. As soon as we hit the, cut off the hard top, you know, Hunter had some lights on his truck that shined the edges of the road, you know, so, yep. look, so he checked for cat tracks. And, uh, we worked our way up through there and got to the fork in the road and he had a side-by-side with, I call it like tank tracks on it, had snow tracks. And that was just, you know, down here where I live, it's big ATV country. This is the, I live in the middle of the Hatfield-McCoy Trail. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, seeing a, a side-by-side with tracks was just the neatest thing we'd ever seen. Actually, it's a little more fragile than you would expect, but we got it unloaded and, we kind of come up with a game plan. The side by side was really cool, but it was slow on the mm-hmm. tracks. You had to run in low gear. So, Candace Hunter and I took his truck, took a few dogs, about half the dogs, and 
we checked all the roads that was passable with a truck, and then uh, his two buddies from Virginia Tech took the stop side and checked, you know, the uh, rougher roads. Mm-hmm. So we hunted most of the day and didn't really. We cut some old tracks, but nothing uh, mountain line wise, nothing. They'd all been snowed in. He said, I, you know, there's, he knew there's plenty of cats in this area. He said, we'll keep, you know, just pounding the roads. He said, we'll find something eventually. We kept coming across a lot of bobcat tracks, like more bobcat tracks than I've ever seen. And he asked, uh, I kept aggravating him because I knew, you know, Bella, I knew she'd run a bobcat from here. I said, yeah. let's, let's put on some of these bobcats. Let's put He's like, no, no, he's weird. I would really like to get y'all on a mountain line, you know. So we finally got on the old side road. We all got in the side by side and was going up through there and like I said, just bobcat track, bobcat track, bobcat track. And finally, I don't know if it was me aggravating him or he just couldn't take it or what. So he finally, he said, let's stop put on some of these. So he put out <laughs> two of his really good, uh, his little tricksy dog and, uh, his poncho dog and, uh, like I said, he raised Bella, so he knew it. So he pitched her out there with him. And the, the snow was, it was over her knees at this point, you know, up on the mountain. And the dogs was just, it was kind of amazing to watch them just going through the snow. It was just like they were swimming, you know, almost. And mm-hmm. they was like just burning this bobcat track up. And he just, like I said, pitches them out. And he said, well, let's go on up the mountain. He said, we'll come back later and check on them. It's just such big country. I mean, you don't. You don't have to worry about roads. You don't have to worry about somebody else getting your dollar or whatever. I mean, you yeah. just, you can have three races going saying, don't have to worry about them, you know. So we all pile back to the south side, you know, and snake their way on up the mountain. Well, with no luck of finding the, a line track. We finally got up there and actually the side side wouldn't go anymore. The snow got so deep that it was just picking the side side up off the ground. And. Jeez. I said, uh, has anybody checked on, you know, the dogs were gone on the ground? So he was, I got turned around there and he got the checking. The, he said, what? They're actually coming right at us. So he said, well, they're showing trees. They went like 200 yards or something from us. It was just crazy how it worked out. And we wade over through the snow. You know, like I said, it's, it's probably close to waist deep by this time it's it's a weight high thigh you know and we get over there and they've got the bobcat bay just on the side of a big rock where the the wind had kind of blew the snow around and drifted it up but it kind of had a lower spot there right against the rock and they had it bayed uh bell of course had got get a little too close and she got smacked a little bit we pulled uh Pulled the dogs off of it, and we discussed. And Hunter said, "You know, he kind of, he harvested the cat there before we uh, went off the mountain. We got it and brought it off. Kind of caught it a, a day. You know? Oh yeah. So next day we get up and kind of start the same way. We get up there and split up same spot. And uh, Hunter's little Trixie dog. She's probably the well. He says she's the brains of his operation." 
okay. including him. Uh, <laughs> but she uh, she actually was rigging out the side of the box and struck. And he stopped, and you know we get out and kind of looking around for cracks and can't find any. He's he said, I know she is straight. He said, I know it's a cat. He said, but I like to find the track. He said, because they'll go backwards. Yeah. Apparently, that's a kind of a big thing on cats is they'll, you know, you got to get them, make sure they're going the right way. Yep, I've heard and, that. And uh, so we, we get out the same three dogs that we had on the, the bobcat. We got them out and put them down, and they just, left out with their nose in the wind. I mean, just up the mountain, got up in these rock ledges there, and straw of them, give a mouth, good mouth, left out just to, as hard as they could run. And uh, he, the no hunter, you just, he, when he looks at you and says, I'm going to run up here and check these dogs, he's literally going to run up the mountain. <laughs> like, he runs with the dogs. I've never seen anything. He's wide open. Just yeah. But he, he's. I'm gonna run up here and check, see if I can find the track. You know, make sure they're going the right way. So he goes up, and we see him just snake up into the, you know, the rock ledges, and he hollers back on the radio. We're tracking the dogs there on the long grade in front. He hollers back, says, "You know, we got half the track. They're going the right way." We hollered the other boys that was on the south side. They come back to us, and we all kind of piled Hunter's truck, you know, so we could make better time and ride around where we we actually lost connection with them. Rode back around. They was treed. We actually we drove to get his truck was probably four or five hundred yards from the tree. So we nice. uh, packed. Dumped, yeah, it was really nice. You know, I was expecting a two or three mile hike in, you know, in the yeah. snow, but, uh, we dumped the box to the rest of them, send them to the tree and, uh, walk in. We, we get out of the truck, you know, we walk, we make it 50 yards. He looks at me and says, you want to run to the tree? And I said, um, no, <laughs> <laughs> I'll meet you there. Go right ahead. But we get in there and they're, I noticed walking in that it, uh, it sounds odd, you know. I mean, the the tracker's showing, you know, 400, 300. We're getting closer, but the, it just sounds, you know, you, you can just tell it. The, the dog should be louder. You should be hearing them better. Yeah. I'm looking around. We're in this flat desert. I mean, there's not a, a tree, a bush, nothing. <laughs> it's just flat. And I'm like, you know, I'm starting to question, what's going on here? Well, we get on get on almost to the tree and there's a they're in a a canyon and it's just straight off rock a little bottom there's a like two cottonwood trees in the bottom by this little creek and then the only place that you could really get in and out is right behind the tree where the dogs and the cat come in it's it's still steep as it could be but the dogs it's passable I guess to say yeah and you know we walk up and here's this Probably 110 pound line cat. Just when we're basically eye to eye with this thing, you know, because it's up in the tree and we're on top of this uh, rock cliff, as I call it, canyon wall. Mm-hmm. And we're just, I mean, just something you have to be there to take in. That's I mean, cool. Just 
beautiful, you know. We took, well, I guess we was like tourists, you know. We had her taking a thousand pictures and videos and watching, you know. A couple of the dogs was on top of the canyon with us. And I, I'd walked over to the hunter. I said, how well do they stay in the tree? Do they sit pretty good? He said, well, no, they'll, they'll come out. When, so when it gets tired of putting up the stuff, it'll come out of full. We need to get these dogs off this, you know, ledge. I said, if it comes out, they'll go off, just sell off of it, you know, going after it. So he said, yeah, he said, I agree. So he he went up to the, the canyon wall there, hooping and hollering, caught them with him and got them down a, like a drainage ditch there. And got everything at the bottom of the tree, you know. He went down with them, was taking some videos and stuff. And I guess the old cat just finally got tired of being messed with or us taking pictures of it and stuff. It just all once whirled around the tree, down the tree, and on the ground it went. Mm. And it was it was really neat to see at first, you know. And oh, I. Yeah. As soon as my, in my head, uh, like I said, I'm looking down this canyon. I'm on top of a wall on this side, and I look down, there's rock can ledge to the left, rock to the ledge to the right, and one little spot for the cactus, which is where it was going up, and I see it kind of hook left. And uh, in the video, I've got a video, I go, oh, God. Because I just, there's no good ending that I can see getting ready to come out of this. You know, we're either going to have uh, a cat on the ledge with a bunch of dogs or the cat, you know, they're a lot more um, athletic or agile than a dog, you know, and I'm oh, like, yeah, well, maybe sure. the cat can bounce up the ledge. Then we're going to have 12 head or dogs or whatever we had on the ledge or, you know, I mean, I just, I said, uh, this is bad. Well, he just, Keeps going and goes out this little skinny ledge, you know, and here's, uh, like I said, 10, 12 head of dogs just screaming behind him. A couple jump off and go shortcut it. And uh, there's our little peanut dog, our little one year old peanut. And he's, old cat gets to the edge of the ledge and just runs out of room. You know, he just stops and it actually just kind of hunkers down. And I'm, uh, just waiting for the train wreck, you know, if that yeah. makes sense. And oh, yeah. Peanut, you know, full, as hard as he can run, used to bear hunting. You know, he wants to get up there and get a, a piece of the action. Yeah. Uh, the cat, like I said, turn around, just waiting, and here goes Peanut, just head first into a losing battle. And old, the old cat just kind of, Wads him up and pitches him off. Isn't it's about 60 feet. And Jeez. I mean, my heart just sank. I mean, yeah, the that, I'm watching my, you know, future, I guess, best bear dogs just, there he went, you know. So I'm instant to start hollering. Hunter sees the same, so we both got the same reaction. Yeah, one's done went. Now we've got nine more or eleven, whatever it was. To, we got to you know keep from getting the same predicament. So we start hollering, squalling, and calling, and every one of them turns around, and starts working back 
but my bell dog, which is like I said, she is my best rig dog, best nose dog. Mm-hmm. And she got where the snow was on the rock. She starts sliding and starts sliding, and I'm panicking, you know. And she's trying to get turned around, but she can't quite. And gets to the edge, she just bails. And I'm like, now I'm white as a guy. Like I literally, when somebody says you get that sick feeling, I think that was a, an understatement, you know. Mm-hmm. On the ground, so I'm. They're just. In awe, just you know, I, I don't even have words. Two dogs, the two dogs that I bring from West Virginia out west, and here I am. You know, I thought for sure they both, if not dead, just mangled. Yeah, and you know, he like the hunter gets his, he's calling his back, and they stand up and kind of shake the the snow off and start working their way back with his dogs and oh geez i'm like well thank god for you know they're alive you know let's Mm -hmm. see how bad they are we get them they come back up out of the canyon up to us you know and i'm checking them over head toe nose to tell you i mean just check their gums check you know i just knew something shoot they like it never happened i mean they was Kind of little, um, stubbed up, but uh, I we took them back, and I I got kind of gun shy, so I went ahead and just uh, I put mine in my dog box. We left my <laughs> truck where where we sleep, you know. So I'm gonna yep. put them in the dog box. We go check a road, and I say, "Can we ride back down there and check on them?" You know, and he was he was pretty shook up too. Hunter was. He thought, you know, he was all game for you know keeping an eye on them we go back and check on them and everything of course you know they was fine we go check another road and i said hey, can we run back around there one more time just you know just i knew something bad or you know i just uh, scared to death but oh yeah that, they were uh, peanut was ready to hunt the next morning he was That's bouncing awesome. off the wall that was just a little sore you know but mm-hmm. understandable that was <laughs> probably the scariest experience of you know your dogs get close to a road or you know it, it's always scary but when you're yeah. watching it firsthand you know it just i didn't know that was the worst the, the scariest experience hunting i've ever had mm-hmm. no i completely understand and that's very understandable for anybody that runs these dogs so before we get too much further, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Andrew? I'm from a little town called Rock, West Virginia. Uh, have you ever heard of a one light town, one stoplight town? Oh yeah. We we don't even have a stoplight. <laughs> so we we're uh, we're right in the edge of the the coal country, mm-hmm. the mine. The mining industry is, like I said, where you're right. We're the first couple towns first starting into the mining industry, okay. the mining area. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly, what we hunt here around close to our house is the the strip mines and the around where they strip mine the high wall country. Yeah, uh, the old mines left abandoned. 
mining cracks. You know, it's it's rough hunting, and I tell I tell everybody, you know, I, I invite anybody to come hunt with you. You're welcome to come hunt, but I tell them if you like your dogs, don't bring them down here to the to the high wall. Yeah, and uh, that that kind of hint we call our kennels high wall country kennels. Okay, uh, we uh, I've had. Well, I've had hunting dogs all all my life. When I was literally with some of my earliest memories, is my grandpa had rabbit beagles, and I was helping him feed his rat. You know, I thought he'd get the food out in a cup and hand it to me, and I'd dump it in a bowl. You know, that was mm-hmm. my way of, of helping him feed the dogs. You know, yeah. and that was some of my earliest memories. And like I said, we had beagles. My dad and I when growing up. And then we got some coon hounds when I was. I'm going to guess and say around 12 years old when okay. we started coon hunting. Uh, we hunted, well, we mainly hunted walker dogs, uh, registered walkers when we was, my dad really liked the comp, more competition hunting side. Now, I wasn't as crazy about the competition hunting. I'd hunt them up, pleasure hunt, and get them ready for him, and he would take them, okay. uh, do a, little, a lot of competition hunts. Mm-hmm. They're about, we've always, I've kept hunting, a coon hound around since then till about I'm gonna say seven years ago I really got into bear hunting bear hound yeah and uh we take them all over the country we go last year we hunted well I guess year before I hunted five states where's that West Virginia West Virginia Virginia the North Carolina we hunted the mountains of North Carolina and the coast of North Carolina. Okay. Which is the exact opposite. I'm yep. sure you've heard people. And, uh, Vastly different. Utah and New Mexico. Nice. So. That's we, pretty cool. Like I was saying earlier, we're not the people to send an invite to if you don't really mean it. Because we will show <laughs> up. No, that's awesome. It's a lot of traveling and a lot of hunting, but I know we we would all everyone that listens would love to do that. So it's pretty oh, cool that you're able to you're able to. That's, we don't have uh, we don't have any kids or you know, and now we basically work the the bear hunt. And I know that sounds bad, but we uh, if there's somewhere we want to go or if there's some country we want to see, we load up the hounds and. Go make it happen, you know. No, that's cool, and that, that's kind of why I wanted to have you on because I know you've done a lot of traveling, and you know a lot of people don't, you know, they hunt their area, and that's about it. And so that's why I thought it was pretty cool that you you have traveled so much and traveled to different, you know, not just an hour or two down the road. You're you're packing up and driving across the country. Yes, sir. We that I think it's about thirty hours. I think to New Mexico, and it was thirty. 34 or 35 to Utah, something like that. Uh, we, we've definitely learned how to travel with dogs. And I, that, and we have learned that the easier ways and the love truck stop is your best friend because they've got the dog parks okay. and you can just back up to the gate and dump your dogs into the, their little fence yard they have. Yeah. And that is, the bear hunter or dog hunter's best friends, the love truck stop. <laughs> Good to know. 
Yes, sir. Conkey's Outdoors is proud to be a sponsor of Tree Talking Time. Family, hunting, tradition is the Conkey's motto. They understand the importance of passing down the tradition of hound hunting. They are a family-owned business that treats you like family. They also understand the importance of having the gear you need when you need it. Conkey's carries everything for your next hunt, and it ships to your door quick. They also offer great warranties on all tracking systems and financing options. Check them out at Conkeys.com. You can also use the code TREETALKINGTIME5 in all caps to save as well. you have any other tips for traveling with dogs? Uh, we, we probably stop more than a lot than we really need to. We'll stop about every four hours. And my wife and I, we do very well together. We will take turns, rotate out. We'll drive us a start. We'll drive, like I said, four hours. We'll fill up the fuel, get us a snack or whatever. As soon as we fuel up, one of us will go over there and, like I said, we'll put the dogs out. And the other one will go to the bathroom. Then we'll rotate around. Yep. The other one watches the dogs while the other one goes in the store or whatever. And uh, load them back up and back on the road again. Yeah. But we, and you draw a lot of attention <laughs> when you travel with six, eight head of dogs. And it's a very good um, opportunity or educational moment for mm-hmm. the public. Uh, we try to really give a good representation of bear hunting. You know, they, yeah. um, First of all, when we go out there, we're going to be hunting hard. So you, you kind of, our dogs are in shape, so they look, they're a little slim, but they're mm-hmm. not, they're, you know, the backbones aren't hanging out or they're, yeah. um, and that's, I feel like that's a big thing when you're the public, the first impression they get is what your dogs look like. And if you keep your dog, you know, like I said, there's, there's a difference in your dog in shape, muscle tone. And a dog at uh, Mount Earth, I'll say. Yeah. Unfortunately, the public doesn't realize the difference. The public is used to seeing overweight dogs. Exactly. Exactly. And we use that as a good time to educate the public. And, you know, like I said, we're, we're going out. We're spending a lot of money to travel. So we got, we put a lot of time in our dogs before we go. That's the first, um, when you're going on a hunt, the hunt, it starts two months or prior to actually leaving. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, getting, like I said, getting your dogs in shape and out west, their feet, it's very hard on their feet. I don't know if it's the dry condition, if it's the type of rock. I'm not, and we, we treat their feet. We start literally two months before the day we leave. We treat, start treating their feet every other day. Then a month before we leave, we start treating them every day. Okay. And all the way up till we treat them all the way through when we're hunting. But, you know, and so when we're traveling, our dogs, like I said, are, are lean, mean, muscle tone. And we, we teach the public that. And we have, well, this year we were in, I think, Arkansas or Oklahoma, and we had some gentlemen come up and they just thought it was amazing i mean they had no they asked i bet 
50 questions uh, about bear hunting and bear dogs and yeah. can you tree, you know, and it was just a really good opportunity to um, educate, like I said, some of now, you know, they might not ever be the, ever think about bear hunting again, but it was just a very good mm-hmm. opportunity. We let them pet the dogs and, you know, just really took our time and, like I said, educated the, yeah. the people that just didn't know any better. That's awesome. But that, that's a really, but your image in the public when you're traveling, you know, and like I said, people in uh, Oklahoma, they have probably never seen a bear dog or, a, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm sure they've seen coon hounds, but if you're out there beating on your dog or screaming at them or hollering, you know, the people notices the, uh, and that is their first impression of bear hunters or yeah. dog hunters in general, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's just something really that we focus on is really trying to make a good impression everywhere we we take our dogs. Yeah. No, it's definitely, and I think all hounds would need to make sure we do that, and uh, it sometimes gets overlooked, so... So you hunt there in, in southern West Virginia. You said a lot of cold country, a lot of high walls. So I'm guessing your dogs are, are used to those high walls. So going out west, probably you're, you're at a little bit more of a more of an advantage than maybe some folks from the east coast. You know, yeah, uh, those ledges and high walls out there. That was exactly what we thought. You know what I mean? That we mm. uh, we kind of thought, man, theirs is used to running in these rocks, you know, or in the, like I said, the ledges and stuff. And then back on, like I said, the first cat we ever see, <laughs> there we are. But, uh, you know, it takes a talk about here a little bit. A lot of times that people bring dogs from the eastern part of West Virginia, what they call the mountain counties, or um, even down Virginia, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um it is really hard country for a dog. And they'll, you know, there's a lot of bear. The bear are thick here, but it's because, like I said, they're in tough, rough country. You'll strike a bear, put on it, and the dogs will show treat. I mean, and it, it don't take long. You go in there, and they're treed looking up a high wall. The bear has shimmied up, but the dogs haven't figured out how to, yeah, to get a or vice versa on the down, he's slid down off of it, you know. Mm-hmm. But dogs that's been raised in them, they're smart enough to go. They might have to go, I don't know, five, six, seven hundred yards around a half a mile around out the highway and find him a place where he can actually get up, mm-hmm. then come back, get back on the track, and he'll have a. The bears getting that much more of a head start on the dogs every time he. But oh, yeah. if, uh, like I say, you bring a dog from the, that's not used to in the, the high walls, it, it'll hang them up. And what a lot of dogs get lost in the mine. The bear, like, just like a hole, um, just in the mountain, the bear goes in the old mine. They can, oh, yeah. They're supposed to be covered up or, you know, fence, but, you know, something, 
happens along the way, and you know people don't do exactly what they're supposed to. I guess, but uh, you know, or they they dig them out. Literally, they I've seen places where the barrel just dig until he gets to the mines, you know, and mm-hmm. gives him access. Well, the dogs go in, and you know, some of them just don't come out. Yep. Uh, it's just it's real. I'll just be honest. That's my least favorite hunting is hunting around the, the mines and the high walls. But we, like I said, where I live, it's just kind of a nature of the beast. You know, you, you kind of take the good with the bad. And mm-hmm. Now you get on plenty of bear and you, you get a lot of bear get away from you. That know, and you, just like you train your dogs, you're training the bear. Oh yeah. The bear learns that if I go up and down these high walls enough, I'll get away, you know. So mm-hmm. he'll go up a high wall and run out to the top and drop back down and run, drop down the next one below him and come back. And he'll, you know, and he, they start to learn the more I do this, the less chance I got of the dogs catching me. So, yep. But it's really putting it, like you said, back towards Pat West. We really thought that would be an advantage. Which, where we hunting in New Mexico, we wasn't in the rock ledges. Now, we was in a, some places that had a lot of rock bars and stuff in it. Mm-hmm. And it really, um, tell a little quick story. We run a, run a bear across the road. And uh, we packed some more fresh dogs on it. And it went down in over the holler. And uh, a truck come around and races old gravel road mountain road uh pulled up he was a a local outfitter out there and we got he just kind of was talking to us you know and we told him we had some dogs down in there on a bear we just packed and he said well you'll you'll never get a tree down there you know it's the rough and rocky so that you'll never get treed just as he was saying that the dogs was popping up tree and i just kind of turned my garment around toward him so they got it treed now you know that, like I, said, I think that hunting the the shot rock, the strip mines, was, just really gave us an advantage in that rough country. Yeah, oh, I'm sure it has. You know, most dogs aren't used to getting through that kind of country. So, when you went to New Mexico, you said you were bear hunting then. Yes, sir. Okay, so you've bear hunted, you've cat hunted out west, you've bear yes, hunted sir. the swamps of in coastal North Carolina, you've bear hunted the in the mountains multiple states what's oh, yes, next sir. well we try or we'll try to go we like to hunt new mexico and mm-hmm. we're gonna try to go we'll probably go to new mexico lord's willing and next year that's or this year excuse me next when the i'm still uh i'm still on last year uh the point <laughs> where we're, we're planning trying to make it back to new mexico uh we kind of we had a rough year this year out there. We've this is our we've been three years in a row. Okay, this will be our our fourth year. Mm-hmm. But it, uh, the first year we went there and hunted six days and we treated fourteen bear. Wow! And it was just unbelievable. I mean, we we couldn't go wrong. And uh, the second year, next year, we went out. We treated. Uh, see, we hunted seven days and treat six bear but we uh 
we had a little smaller group. There wasn't but three of us that went. So mm-hmm. if we treated if the first year, if we killed a bear, then two or three of us stayed, got the bear out. Two or three of us would go on, yeah, and find another one. You know, I mean, we yeah. really, we really pounded the dirt, and we had a little better. It was a little cooler the first year, so we could hunt all day. Uh, last two years, it's been. It's so crazy the weather out there. It it'll be thirty degrees in the morning when you get up, and by eleven o'clock it's eighty degrees. You know, yeah. I mean, just crazy. But uh, we've uh, we really struggled this year. Uh, we went out and hunted. Ah, we hunted it, I think, nine days, and we didn't catch. We treed three or four and bait one on the ground. Okay. So, I mean, we really, and there was a, just a, the places that we had hunted the two years before, we kind of, we had them a lot to ourselves. That one guy I was telling you about, he was hunting around the same areas and stuff, but we really, this year, the first place we went to, there was nine trucks and four side by side. Oh, geez. So opening day, and where said, "Oh, where did you know where did all these people come from?" So, and there was just dogs running everywhere, and we like we'll rig up into the morning if we don't get anything kind of you know any good strikes or anything kind of quick. We'll you know get out and put a couple dogs on the ground and just beat the brush. Well, yeah, you know it's hard to beat the brush when. Like so there's just that many dogs. You don't know what tracks people's already run, or yep. uh, you know. So the there's a just a lot more people around, and we uh, the dogs weren't in as good a shape this year as we've had them in when we went out. Uh, we didn't get to take our best dog out with us, our Dundee dog. Uh, he was having some medical, so we got kind of. Uh, this year's will be a redemption year, I hope. Uh, Good deal. And we we bought us a camper. There you go. We so uh, we was we would rent an Airbnb, mm-hmm. and you know we would drive. We'd go find a bear. If we had to drive two hours, get up in the morning, drive two hours, and be somewhere by the daylight. You know that's what we was doing, and just yeah. So. Yeah, and every time the bears is exactly the opposite side of where we are staying. Yeah. So this year we decided we're gonna we're gonna take us a camper out and we're gonna if we hunt here for two days and we're not in the bear, we'll pack up and go to another place and stay where we're hunting that yeah. way. And it'll I feel like it'll benefit us spring of the year we could take it and go up northern part of the state, you know, somewhere and Mm-hmm. Just have a a long weekend. We can stay in the camper and uh, bear hunt. Just have kind of a yep a relaxing weekends. I guess mm-hmm. definitely. I'm sure your camper will get a lot of miles put on it, and we're hoping so. No, that's pretty cool that you've gotten to do so much traveling and that you're able to do that. And uh, like I said, I I knew you would have some good stories. That's why I was excited to bring you on and. And hear some of those because, you know, most guys don't get to travel that much. And yes, we've really, really been the Lord's blessed us. And they've 
we've had, got some. There's a lot. People's got a lot better hands than what we have. We've just, like I said earlier, we try to give them the opportunity. We put them where we think it will be in bear, and we we try to, to like I said, we'll take them wherever we need to 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 try to make them look the best, you know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, this year, this past year, we was really we didn't get to hunt as hard as we normally do. Uh, my wife has uh, end stage kidney failure, so she's been she started dialysis in I'm gonna say April. And, you know, our bears really first start getting out in April. So that was kind of a slow to say, and we didn't get to hunt much during the, the spring and the early summer. Once we got her figured out how to do that, uh, really got her health. She got the Dallas has really helped her, you know, got her feeling better and stuff. We, mm-hmm. we started hunting harder, but, uh, it should be interesting with her and her her Oliver Dallas's machine and medicine and stuff in a camper. So yeah. we're we're uh, taking it to see how it goes. We'll, we'll put it that way. But, mm-hmm. uh, well, I'm sorry. We're hoping next year. Wow, it, she takes it with a with a grain of salt. You know, it, mm-hmm. it's uh, it is what it is. She does what she's got to do with it, and she don't let it. You know, really slow her down. She, we have a, it's more of a burden, I guess you can say, or a, uh, a, a little interference, I guess. Uh, yeah. Like we hunt it, uh, through the summer, we run our dogs at night where it's cooler on them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she, she'll be hooked up, she hooks up to her Dallas's every night. So that kind of makes it throw a little curveball and things. But we're starting to get it figured out. and in the 20, 24 years, hopefully we'll have some, we'll get back on the, the normal swing of things, hunting them hard. And, uh, like I said, we'll be back in New Mexico for sure. Hopefully we'll, like I said, we, we, not, we hunt West Virginia and Virginia both when, uh, Virginia has a, a chase season and a, you know, ready to kill season. West yeah. Virginia, we have year round season. Yep. Uh, we're only, I'm 30 minutes where I live to the Virginia line. Mm-hmm. And I've got a lot of, uh, some buddies that hunt down there. And we got, a, we got a lot of access to, to the cornfields. And, you know, August when the, their chase season comes in, we get, we'll go down and help the farmers run the bear out of their corn and stuff. And it's, nice. that's, that's some of my, some of my favorite hunting it'll mm-hmm. kind of spoil you you know oh, but yeah. uh so we'll definitely be in virginia west virginia and new mexico and seeing that just depending on what the where the wind blows us i guess or <laughs> where we end up it's hard to tell yeah no that's awesome and uh, i wish you the best this year what if i have to have you come back on and tell us about your adventures this year Oh, for sure, for sure. We, uh, will definitely have some interesting bear stories for you. Good deal. Like, like, the cats kind of, uh, I guess some of our more exciting, or one of our most exciting stories there was, mm-hmm. 
you know, a lot of people don't. That's something a lot of people don't get to experience. Definitely you know, not. old bear. But now, Candace, she likes the cat hunting. I kind of thought it was a little more uh, slower paced. I don't want to say boring, but uh, you spend a lot of time. You got to have patience. And I have. <laughs> that's something I am learning as a houndsman is patience. Yeah. Uh, she, like I said, she's. She's probably one of the more patient people I've ever seen. And you spend a lot of time staring at the, the truck window at, a, at the ground. I'm uh, not the most patient person either. And Now, it's fun. Like I said, I'm not going to take that from it, but you mm-hmm. have to. It's a lot of walking and a lot of, like I said, patience staring at the window. But now, the bear hunting, which we do, I get bored rigging. Riding, rigging, riding around, rigging. If, if we haven't, like I said, got on anything pretty quick, I can't. I hate sitting in the truck. I go, I'll jump out and grab three or four dogs, and I'm beating a brush somewhere, you know. So yep. I, I enjoy the the busier aspect. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, I get it. So, well, I really appreciate you coming on here, Andrew. Yes, sir, and I appreciate you having me, and I've enjoyed her. I hope I helped somebody, you know. Or, yeah. Uh, Got some good tips and, for traveling, and that's yeah, for sure. The only thing I, I can say is don't be afraid to load them up and go somewhere new, you know. That's, mm-hmm. uh, enjoy. If there's somewhere you ever want to go, uh Throw the dogs in the truck and take off. It, the only thing stopping you is you. You know, the mm-hmm. dogs, the bear smells the same whether you're in, like I said, the, we hunted, uh, it was negative 11 feet elevations with the Garmin said when we was in the swamp in North Carolina. <laughs> and it was, we hunted in uh, 10,000, 11,000 feet in New Mexico. Yeah. So, I mean, the dogs handled the, you know, you might have a small learning curve, but hey, put them on the ground. That's the best way to do it. They'll figure it out. That's right. Good deal. Well, thank you very much. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Yep. As always, be sure to check out the sponsors, Conkeys, Full Cry, and W. You know, get all your hound hunting needs and be sure to check them out. So until next time, thank you. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Tree Talking Media. And until next time, keep them talking in the timber.